So we've been on an amazing journey these last three months looking at what it means to be a disciple who makes a disciple in our Disciple Maker series. And I want to finish the series uh, by looking at one verse in 1 John 2 verse 6. First John is one of three letters that John wrote. John is one of Jesus' uh, closest disciples and he's writing these letters at the twilight of his life, in the final years of his life. He's looking back on a, those incredible formative three years of following Jesus. He's had a lifetime of living for Jesus, Sharing Jesus, being the good news of Jesus. Now he's been arrested and he's imprisoned and he's uh, stowed away on the island of Patmos. And he writes these words in 1 John chapter 2, verse 6. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. So John is reminding us that following Jesus, being a disciple of Jesus, is not just about accepting that Jesus Christ has died for our sins. It is about that, but it's not just about that. He's reminding us that being a follower of Jesus is not just about believing that Jesus rose from the dead, defeated death, conquered sin, and offers us forgiveness and a brand new life with God, both now and for all eternity. It is about that, but it's not just about that. If it was about that, then maybe the moment we become followers of Jesus, Jesus could just take us to be with him. But the fact that we're still here on this earth reminds us that there is something for us to do. And John is saying that those who live in God, those who are in relationship with God, not religion, but relationship with God, those lovers and followers of Jesus, should live their life as Jesus lived his. Now, don't panic. This is not a recipe for putting on a robe and open-toed sandals. This is not what it means. It means something profoundly different and much more important. To be a follower of Jesus, as we've reminded ourselves through the whole of this series, is to know Jesus, to become like him, to think like him, to see things as he sees them, to hear them as he hears them, to go where he would go, to speak like he speaks, to do the things that he would do. Every day we are praying this simple prayer, Holy Spirit, fill me with your power and make me more like Jesus because that's good for me, that's good for the world. Help me to live like Jesus. So how does Jesus live? Like, What's the answer to that question as we bring this series to a close? Well, years earlier than when, Paul, uh, when John wrote this, uh, this incredible sentence, Jesus is having a conversation with some religious leaders. And they ask him, you'll find this in Mark chapter 12, verse 28 to 34, what is the greatest commandment? I.e., what's the most important thing that we should do in life? How should we live our lives? And Jesus famously quotes these words. This is in Mark 12, 30 to 31. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart and soul and mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Let me read that again. The greatest commandment, the most important thing we should do, the reason that we exist on the earth today is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart and soul and mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. 
Let me summarize it this way. Your reason for being is to love God completely, to love people compassionately, and love yourself correctly. Like that's the essence of this. And this is what Jesus does. This is how Jesus lives. This is what we are called to live as well, to love God completely. And how do you know if you love God completely? How do you know that you're a true follower of Jesus? not a fan. Do you remember we began this series? Are you a fan or a follower of Jesus? The difference between a follower and a fan of Jesus is that followers of Jesus obey him. They live their life the way Jesus wants them to live. Jesus says this, John 14, 15, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. And the reason that Jesus wants us to obey his way of life is because his way of life brings life. We've got this whole view that like, if we live God's way, it's going to put a lid on our lives. But the reality, if we live God's way, it lifts the flipping lid off our lives and gives us the life that we were created for. And Jesus models this himself. He shows us how to live this way. In John 5 verse 19, he says, I only do what I see the Father doing. In John 12, verse 49, he says, I only say what the Father tells me to say. In John 14, 10, he says, I only live how the Father wants me to live. Jesus models to us living a life where we love God completely through a life of obedience. Even in the Garden of Gethsemane, where in his honest humanity, knowing he's about to be tortured and executed on the cross and bear the sin, the weight, the devastation of humanity, sinfulness and suffering upon himself unsurprisingly he calls out to the father in tears and blood and says if there's any other way I would rather not do this I would rather not be crucified but then he gets to those incredible words but not my will not what I want but what you want because what you want even if it's hard even if it means going through death will ultimately bring life followers of Jesus are those who love God completely through a life of obedience. And then we love others compassionately. Like, what does that look like? Well, it looks like service. It looks like kindness. It looks like doing good things for people, and not just the people we like, but for everybody. And again, this is what we see Jesus do as we seek to live our lives like him. He lived that kind of life. Like he loved people, but not with words, but with actions. He healed people. He fed people. He raised people from the dead. He was kind to people that other people would not be kind to. The social outcasts, he sat and he had dinner with them, which was a sign of friendship. The religious people called him a friend of sinners. And they weren't being kind. They were basically saying, He mixes with the scum of society, but Jesus wore that name with pride because he loves the outcast, he loves the oppressed, and he reaches out to them in practical, loving ways, whether they follow him or not. By the time Jesus returns to heaven, most of the people that he's been kind to, most of the people he's healed and fed are not following him, but he does it anyway. Because love is full of compassion and kindness without the need for people to say, oh, I have to follow Jesus. He's committed to be good news. John himself writes these words, 1 John 3, 19. Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other, but let's show the truth 
by our actions. Love is a verb. It's a doing word. We love God completely through a life of obedience. We love others compassionately through a life of service. And then we love ourselves correctly. Perhaps that's the hardest thing of all. We all battle with insecurity, wondering who I am. Every single person on planet Earth wondering, who am I? Why am I here? And Jesus knew the answer to that question. He knew that his identity was rooted in this wonderful truth. I'm loved by God, the creator of the universe. He created me. He knows me. He loves me. I'm loved by God. Not The only difference between us and Jesus is the Father didn't create Jesus. They've always existed together. But Jesus is eternally loved by the Father, just like you and I are eternally loved. We are loved by God. That's our identity. And so because of that, we can walk humbly. Like, How do you know that you have a good sense of loving yourself correctly? Through a life of humility. You don't have to prove yourself. It doesn't matter so much what people think of you. Like humility is, is not about thinking less of yourself. It's just about thinking of yourself less. It, it, it's just kind of recognizing that you're loved and you're not perfect and you don't have your life together, but Jesus is still for you. He's still with you and he'll do everything he can to help you to become free and whole. Love yourself correctly. This is what Jesus did. We are called to live like Jesus in the world, not in our own strength, but in that daily prayer. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to be like Jesus. Help me to love God completely through a life of of obedience. Love others compassionately through a life of service. Love myself correctly through an attitude of humility. Do this for my good and for the good of the whole world. This word love is the Greek word agape, and it means a sacrificial, uh, not a self-centered, but a selfless, serving kind of love that's good for everyone else. This is how Jesus lived his life. He loved the unlovely. He brought hope to the hopeless, joy to the joyless, faith to the faithless, peace to the anxious, and he invites us to do the same. That's what it means to be a follower of Jesus and not a fan. We're not faking it to make it. We're really going for it. Not like this thing. This is not real. But we want to be real followers of Christ that people know when they touch our lives, they know that person has been changed by Jesus because they love God completely, love others compassionately, and love themselves correctly. They're growing in that for the rest of their lives until the great day when they will see him. Amen? Amen. So let's pray that in. Should we do that right now? Should we take a moment to pray and say, oh, Jesus, wouldn't it be amazing if I could live the life that you created me to live? Wouldn't it be amazing if I could say yes to what you're saying yes to, believing that even when sometimes I doubt, a yes to you is a yes to life and not limits? Wouldn't it be amazing if if when people really bug me, that rather than be annoyed with them, that I would have compassion on them. And that I wouldn't be a person who walks by, but walks to where the need is. And God, wouldn't it be amazing if I could love myself as you love me, even in my brokenness. So why don't you right now, in this moment, maybe for the very first time, invite the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus, to come and do a new work in you. 
why doesn't today as we close this series and step into something new why don't you draw a line in the sand and say okay I'm stepping across the line from a from a fan to a follower I want to live for Jesus pray with me this prayer in your heart Lord Jesus thank you that you loved me so much that you stepped into human history to show me what living for God and experiencing real life looks like what being a true human looks like made in the image of God thank you that you loved me so much that you went to the cross for me you you bore my failures my sin my suffering even my enemy death on yourself and you defeated it three days later by rising from the dead and you come to me in this moment with forgiveness and freedom and an eternal future help me help me God help me to become like Jesus good for me good for the world fill me with your spirit Help me to be a disciple, not a fan, but a follower of Jesus, living after you. And Lord, may may the baton not stop with me, but may it pass to others. May I be a disciple who makes disciples. May I be a good news person in a bad news world. And may you use me to introduce family and friends and colleagues and neighbors and strangers in the street to the king of creation to the savior of the world Jesus Christ help me to do that God because life without God is hell and Lord we only long for people to know the joy of heaven hear our prayer Hear my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.